in today's show. I'm looking at players who might be buy lows or players that might be sell highs. I'm also looking at Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's show is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on the ones that you want to keep. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to do a buy low show, a sell high show. And remember, when we're doing these, these do not mean that you have to go and sell this player. Trading away a player who is performing at a really high level is a hard decision to make. And it goes against everything we're sort of, you know, not that we're taught, but everything we think of. Man, this guy's killing it. I must get rid of him. Like, it's just, it's the opposite of what you think you should do. But when I'm saying that if a player is a sell high, it means I do not think that they will continue to perform at this level. It does not mean I do not think that they'll continue to be a good player. It means that I don't think they'll continue to perform at this level. So if you're going to trade them away for a player who might choose that value for a longer period of time, then you do it. Otherwise, you just hold on and enjoy it. It's not saying that they won't be good. It's just that I don't think they keep this level up. And I'll try and provide examples of why I don't think that'll keep up. Or on the other side, why I think that person won't continue to be as shit as they've been. And how they'll continue to improve that. And buying that guy at that sort of a low price is the way to go. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're doing. Let's crack in right now. Because I'm sure you're going to hate this one. But I reckon you've got to sell high on Scotty Barnes. Simple as this, right? Scotty Barnes, over the last two weeks, is the 22nd ranked player. He's the 29th ranked player in a points league. Do I think Scotty Barnes is a must-roster player? Absolutely. Do I think that he can be a top 60 guy this year? Yeah, possible. Absolutely. Of course he can do that. Do I think he's going to be a top 25 guy? No, I don't. Not, not even close to it. He is producing at a really, really high level. He's 71st, uh, sorry, 66th for this season. He can probably be better than that. He can be a top 60 guy. That's a possibility. But... I do not think that he will play 39 minutes a night, which he has done over the last five games. I don't think he'll average two blocks per game. I also don't think he'll shoot 36% on his threes from 4.4 attempts per game. Now, he might do that. I think it's more likely to be 34%, which that doesn't seem like much. But remember, three-point percentage is the biggest categorical influencer in fantasy basketball for a category that doesn't count in most leagues. It impacts three separate categories. So you drop two percentage points, it impacts three categories. That is why it's so important to track. With Barnes there, look, the usage will probably drop as well for him. His his usage over the last two weeks, Scotland, is sitting at 16%. And that's not high, but I think it's more like maybe 14%, maybe 15%. Because there is no OG Ananobi, there is no Ken Birch, and now the big sneeze pressures of Chura is out. So everything is going through Siakam, it's going through Barnes and it's going through Van Vliet, really, with a little bit of Gary Trent in there. But yeah, Ojin Anobi is a 20-plus usage guy. Birch, he takes his shots. Precious miss, misses his shots. Like These guys are all going to get some minutes and shots. 
and then the block spiking as well, it just isn't likely to continue. Don't trade him away for a guy who's barely a top 50 player. Don't do that. Because Barnes might be a top 50 player. But if someone wants to panic on a underperforming top 25 guy, you sell off. Simple as that. And no, this doesn't apply to dynasty leagues. There is a chance Scotty Barnes can be a top 30 future dynasty player. It's possible. All right? This is not for dynasty leagues. But if you get that offer, I think you have to trade. There were stretches when those guys were healthy where Barnes wasn't top 100. He was like 120th for a two-week period. Things can vary, very wildly. Wild variations can happen. And that takes me on to talk about Punch Bob Shiploke. Bobby Portis, 39th ranked player over the last two weeks, 40th in points leagues. He was traded recently straight up for Julius Randle. Now, I don't think Brook Lopez is coming back this season. Or if he does, it's not until March or April. So while I have thought of Portis as a sell-high guy when I didn't know that Lopez was going to be out for this long, um, this is a little bit of a different scenario. Portis is the 46th ranked player this season. Really good numbers there. I think in that 45 to 60 range is probably about right. Maybe maybe not 45, probably 50, 50 to 70 is probably about, about right for him. He is at the moment, he's only playing 30 minutes a night, which is a little bit of a red flag to me, considering there's no other backup center. DeMarcus Cousins does not count. So only getting 30 minutes a night. He's averaging 16 and 11. He's not, he's not doing this on outsized shooting percentages, which has been his calling card all of last year. What he's currently doing, which is not something he's known for, is generating big defensive stats. So previously, he hit like 46% of his threes. Well, that's keeping him up. Now that's dropped back to normal, and now he's getting 1.6 steals and 1.3 blocks. Bobby Portis is like a 0.7 steals, 0.7 blocks sort of a player. He's not this level. They are big, big defensive numbers. That is not who Bobby Portis is. All right, so when it gets to a stretch where the shooting stays at average instead of I'm Steph Curry in a big man's body, and then the defensive stats go from being Matisse Thibel back to actually Bobby Portis, and then you're going to run into some real problems. This is a dude who just doesn't generate defensive stats like this at all. Last year, he averaged 0.4 blocks per game and 0.8 steals, granted in 21 minutes, and we're expecting him to play 30 minutes, and maybe he averages one steal, one block. But one steal, one block is very different from 1.6 steals and 1.3 blocks. Doesn't seem like much. Those blocks, it's a 33% increase. right? That Those steals, it's a 60% increase. Drop them down, and you drop 30 spots, 40 spots really quickly. And that is why I think that Punch Bob should be considered a sell-high player. What isn't sell-high, though, is Truebill. Because Truebill's new. Like, it's the new app that you're going to need. Because we all know that during the pandemic, you, your family, little Bobby, they signed up for subscriptions that maybe you don't want anymore. You just forgot about it. You go, I'll do this because I'm stuck at home. What else am I going to do apart from watching two crazy people from Florida and Oklahoma fight, fight over Tigers? Like, what else am I going to do? But now Truebill's here to help you get that money back, help you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you don't when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Whenever I hear concierge, for some reason I just think of Home Alone 2. Maybe it's because I've just 
you know, finished watching the succession finale and they're, you know, the Culkin tie-in. Maybe that's what it is. Anyway, don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. The next guy. He's Don. He's good. He is good. Like, he is really, really good, Donovan Mitchell. No one is denying that. He is on track for his best ever fantasy season. But over the last two weeks, the Don is the seventh ranked player in category leagues. He's 19th in points leagues. Is that real? I don't believe it is. I do not believe we should look at Donovan Mitchell as a top 10 player this year. Now, in the past, I have said that there is a clear pathway for Donovan Mitchell to become a consistent top 10 player. He needs to do a few things to get there. And to be honest, like he's the 13th ranked player this season. That's obviously really, really good. But going from 13th to 7th, while it doesn't seem like much, it is a huge, huge gulf. It is a gigantic difference. In fact, the value in their like Z scores between that, it's double the value. It is double. That is a gigantic difference. Like he has doubled doubled the value from seven to thirteen. That is how wild that jump is. Now, Mitchell is averaging over this time frame thirty one points per game. He is hitting sixty four percent of his twos. He's at fifty four for the season. He's at a fifty four field goal percentage. He's at forty five for the season. He's averaging thirty one points. He's at twenty five for the year. And all that ties into those shooting numbers. Forty four percent from three. He's at thirty five for the season. So while I think Donovan Mitchell is going to remain unbelievably good, I don't think he's going to remain this unbelievably good. He was traded along with Russell Westbrook for James Harden. And that is, Westbrook produces numbers, no doubt. But James Harden is a top three player. And you're trading away like a second round guy and a fourth or fifth round guy to get a top three player. That is what I mean by a sell high. Trading Donovan Mitchell to get DeMontis Sabonis, to get Trey Young, to get Jason Tatum is not a sell high. Trading him along with a fifth or sixth round guy to get Jokic, to get Curry, to get Harden is, to get Durant, that is a sell high. So you use Mitchell as more of a, it's hard, it's going to be hard to pull off any sort of one for one, but using him with another lower guy to go into the absolute upper echelons, I think is what you do. Because there are those three things there, especially the two percentage numbers, the 64 from two, the 54 overall, they come back to 47 and 58. And the three-pointers come back to 38. And instead of 31 points, the average is 27 and a half. Still great. It drops you 10 spots probably. And that you know that's, it goes from back to being a really solid second-round player as opposed to an elite first rounder. And we know the difference between a second rounder and a top end first rounder is is pretty large. And I don't view Mitchell as that top end first round player at this point. Franz Wagner, second rookie on this list. Um, He's the 47th ranked player in category leagues. He's 57th in points leagues. He was struggling for a little bit of time there. Yeah, that's evidence, I guess, by the fact that he's 106th over the season. He's playing 32 minutes a night. He, I'm really impressed with him. I liked the pick when the Magic made it. I didn't like how he played in Summer League. Um, I've liked what I've seen from him. I think he's got 
10 years of being a top 70 fantasy player. It was probably a couple of top 50s thrown in there. But the recent uptick in form for Wagner has come with a couple of things. It's come basically since Jalen... Jalen Suggs. Yeah, Jalen Suggs. That's his name. Jesus. I'm getting my Suggses confused. I'm too busy talking about historical Baltimore Ravens defenses with my son and then getting... Is it Terrell or Jalen here? No. Jalen Suggs, with him out, Wagner's gone up. And remember, Jalen Suggs is going to return. Markel Fultz, his return's coming a week or two away. They don't play the same position, but it all has a trickle-down effect. The, the theory, the idea, the, um, the abstract form that is Jonathan Isaac, we assume that he is going to apparate at some point and return to action. We don't know when. All of this has an impact on Wagner. But, and whether that's you know, Fultz taking one minute away and Suggs taking one minute away and Isaac taking two minutes away and all of them taking one and a half shots away from Wagner. When three guys come back, that all adds up a lot. And then you tie that in with the fact that he's playing 34 minutes a night at the moment. He's hitting 50% of his threes over the last two weeks and he's averaging 4.3 assists to go with the 19 points he's averaging. Like there's going to be hits there. And that 19 points becomes 14 points. And the 52% becomes 48%. And the 4.3 assists becomes 3.4 assists. Still solid, but they just chip away. And then I look at him as like maybe his 90th best case rest of season. Best case, probably more in the 100, 120 type range. He was traded straight up for Mikhail Bridges. Love that deal. I like Wagner a lot. I like that deal quite a bit. Um, Kelly Oubre. This one's an obvious one, I think. Doesn't mean you can't pull it off, but you've got to be more realistic with this one. It's an obvious one. Oubre. When you go look at the rankings, he sticks out like dog's balls. He's the 21st ranked player over the last two weeks, 22nd in points leagues. But that doesn't mean you can't pull off good trades. He was traded in the last 24 hours with Reggie Jackson for Cade Cunningham, the sly hog himself. My name is Richie Cunningham. Over the last two weeks, Cunningham is the 14th ranked player. And now he gets to play without Jeremy Grant. To me... That is ridiculous. Like, I don't think that Ubre is going to be a top 100 player this year. But someone has really sold high on this hot streak. People love him. He's sexy. He's got great hair. He does get hot. And he is doing that thing which is super important in a sell high. When you get that elevated opportunity where your usage goes up, where your minutes go up, and then you combine that with insane shooting, it makes everything look great. So he is playing 38 minutes a night because Rogier and Ball and McDaniels and Washington and all those guys are out. So he is carrying this offense really along with uh, Miles Bridges. So when you've got that increased opportunity and then you're adding to that and shooting 64% on your twos and 52% from the field, and I think he's hitting 40, what's he hitting? 43% from three. When you combine increased efficiency with increased usage and increased minutes, it makes you look stellar, makes you look sparkling. Like, you can get a situation where you get more minutes and get more shots and your percentage drops down and you look all right. But he's doing the double whammy here, which really elevates that value. If I could get any top 75 player back for Ubre, I'd do it. Honestly, if I could, even with this hot streak, he's not a top 100 player this year. If I could get a top 90 player back for Ubre, I would do it. I think that once these guys come back, he's not playing 38 a night. It's almost impossible for him to play that much. Just think, Ball, Bridges, Rogier. Um, there's someone else that I'm missing. Haywood, Washington, Plumley. When all those guys come back, try and find 33 minutes for Ubre 
on that team, it's almost impossible. Cody Martin's got to get minutes. Like, it's almost impossible to find that amount of playing time for him, let alone that efficiency, let alone that usage. Really, really hard. I think it's going to be a gigantic fall-off for Kelly Oubre coming up in the next um, couple of weeks when those Hornets do get their players back. But the comfort of falling from such a height could be cushioned by wearing the ever-comfortable Stance socks. Got my stance recently. Unbelievable stuff. Now, I am not a big sock person, but you know why? Because my feet get super uncomfortable wearing socks, but not with stance. These are the comfort socks that I've been waiting for. Stance, not only are they comfortable, and they are, but the designs and the color and combinations on them are, are fantastic. Stance was founded, founded in 2009. Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic along, alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. I've got um, some Dennis Robin ones. I've got some Golden State Warriors ones. got some other just nice pattern ones. I've got Jimi Hendrix ones here with my partner. My son's got some Star Wars ones. He's got some running socks. They're amazing things. Absolutely great to wear. So Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase using the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and the comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track, also the dick jokes. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money, because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone, so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line, so your family can share all of the insights. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Pretty powerful, I'm guessing. Switch to Boost Mobile and find out and get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See boostmobile.com for details. Long show so far. Let's do some bylows. Go to Bud Heald in Sacramento. Um, I don't think that he's that good. I don't think that's a secret. I don't yeah, I don't really view Buddy Heald as that good of a player. But I also think that he's better than this. He is only the 113th ranked player this year, doing it in 28 minutes a night. There's been some confusing changes to Elvin Gentry's rotations of late. You know, I think he played 17 minutes straight in a game healed the other day. What I'm looking at is going, well, over the last six games, he's played just 25 minutes per game. That's pretty low for Bud. 191st ranked player, 182 in points leagues. He has not been a particularly good shooter over the last couple of years, but that's mainly been from two-point range. He's hitting 20% of his threes. Now, if there's one thing that Buddy Heald's good at, and there is literally one thing that Buddy Heald is good at, it is hitting threes. So him hitting 20.5% of his threes... That's going to correct. He's probably going to go on a streak where he hits 55% of them. He's at 31% from the field. And remember, three-point percentage is the biggest indicator or the biggest contribution to rankings changes that there is. So he gets that up to 40. Your points increase, your field goals percentage increase, and your three-point is made increased. And probably he plays more minutes if the shots go in. So he goes from 191st to 100th. Someone might drop him. Now, I don't think that Buddy Heald is a guaranteed must-roster 10-team league guy. I'll say that now. 
But if he's on a wire in a 12-team league, I'd probably take the flyer on him. I'd probably throw my worst player for a trade in him in a 14-team league. I do try and acquire him at a cheaper price because he is in a horrific slump at the moment. And it's not just him. The pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy! Back from injury, it's been rough for Barnsley. 230th ranked player over the last two weeks, 170th in points. Now, I'll put him here with the understanding that, yes, he is coming back from injury. But Harrison Barnes is not a player that has built up goodwill in the fantasy community. We go, I know Harrison Barnes is a legend, and he's going to go back to being a top 40 player. He did it for six weeks to begin this season. That's not enough to convince me, really, or it shouldn't be enough to convince anyone that that is the player that he is. But, again, he has registered zero blocks since returning. He's playing just 27 minutes a night, and he's shooting under 37% from the field. Absolute, not even red flags, it's a green flag where you go, holy shit, I know that's going to improve. It has to improve. There's no way it stays that bad. He's averaging 12 points per game. He's hitting only 77% from the line, which he's normally been really good at this year. He's had two steals in three games. Like, that's not enough. This is going to jump back up. Barnsley is the 61st ranked player this season. I think that's high. I don't think he's that. I think he's a guy that comfortably sits in the 70 to 90 range for the rest of the year. If you can get him for a player that's outside the top 100, outside the top 120, you do it. He doesn't have the track record, guys. Remember, he doesn't have the track record of being a top 50 player. So there is some buy-low value. And as you can see, he was traded in the last 24 hours straight up for Jalen Brunson. I like Jalen Brunson. I'll take Barnes there every day of the week. There'll be someone, usually, who will comment on a video. Not normally one of my regular watchers. will be go, this dickhead, this bloke, two, three weeks ago, he said that Tyrese Max is a sell high. How can he possibly be a buy-low? Well, my friend, champ, that's how it works. When he's playing really well, you sell high. And when he's playing terribly, you buy low. And Tyrese Maxey is playing terribly from a fantasy point of view. 210th ranked player over the last two weeks. Hitting 0.73 pointers per game. Now, we talked that he was doing the Kali Oubre thing, right? That when he had the increased opportunity, playing 40 minutes a night, usage up because no, no Joel Embiid, he was then combining that with, oh, I'm just going to go out there and hit 50% of my threes. Doing this on high usage, high minutes. And that is... The, this is the biggest, again, indicator that you should be selling Ubre because when those two things are up at, at that one time, that means they're both going to probably crash at the same time and make you look dreadful. And that's exactly what's happening here for Max. Tangles is averaging under 10 points per game. He's shooting 35% from the field. He's hitting 0.7 triples per game. He's averaging under, under four assists. He's hitting under 29% of his threes. His usage is down at 19%. Now, the usage maybe doesn't go back up. Maybe the assists don't go back without, up without Embiid. But 29% from three, 35% from the field, under a three made per game, that's all going to change. That is all going to go up. And we should be looking at him as a player in the 85 to 105 range. Now, that might all go tits up if Ben Simmons is traded and someone replaces Maxi. But I firmly believe Maxi's established himself as a starting NBA point guard and is going to have value. It's not going to be this shit value. It's not going to be that amazing value. It's going to be somewhere in the middle. So it's selling when he's a top 30 player and getting a top 50 guy back. It's buying when he's a top 200 player and giving up a top 120 guy to get him. And you, you're making out on both ends. So if you had him and sold high, now go and get him back. 
This is just basic concepts of fantasy basketball. And it's something you, it is it is hard to do. When a guy is rolling like Maxi was, it is very hard to say, I will sell him for less value than he's currently producing. But you've got to be able to see where the trends are heading. That is how you win. That and you, People ask me, did I win the trade? That is how, that is the only way you win trades. Right, when you're able to do that. And you might not be able to do it often. Be particular with the trades that you do and the ones that you accept. Let's go on to the next bloke. We're going to Dallas. Um, old Chris Stapps. He's the 72nd ranked player over the last two weeks, 66th in points leagues. Why do I have Porzingis here? I know there is an injury risk with him always. Right, but he is this season on a per game basis, the 28th ranked player. He's actually played 19 games. It's not like... It's not a terribly low number. He's played more than Bam Adebayo. He's played... I'm trying to look at these games here. Yeah, that's it's not huge amounts, but it's also not like dreadfully low. Played more than Tobias Harris. But at the moment, he's in a bit of a slump. 16 points, under 7 rebounds, only 1.3 blocks, but tw- um, 20% from 3. And I've re- referenced this bloke's name a ton. He was traded straight off for Kelly Oubre. That is an absolute steal. That is getting the double ender. The sell high, buy low. I could come back in two weeks' time and Porzingis' rankings is the same as what Ubre's is now and Ubre's ranked 150th. Right, that can very easily change. That is the absolute double ender that you should always be aiming to uh, achieve. And then lastly, Paulie George, who is slumping a little bit. Now, Paul George is a top 10 player this season. But, what is he, ninth for the year. He's 48th over the last two weeks, 25th in points leagues. He was traded straight up for Zach Levine, who's currently out in COVID protocols. And the Bulls, the next two games are postponed. But he was traded for Zach Levine. So why is Paul George being viewed this way? Well, he's hitting under 40% from the field. He's hitting 22% from three. He hasn't blocked a single shot in his last four games. He's also currently out with an elbow issue, which decreases value. People maybe people hate Paul George. They just hate him. Oh, he's so unreliable, man. He's always going to let you down in the playoffs, which is a verifiable lie, but people believe it. And you can always get that value back on Georgie. You don't trade a first-round guy. You don't trade a second-round guy for him. You try and trade a Zach Levine player, who maybe, to be fair, is a second-round guy, back-end second-round player. But Paul George is a first-round guy. And you can get some really... Like, we did the sell high before. I would consider... Donovan Mitchell straight up for Paul George. But I reckon if you could do Donovan Mitchell and somebody. I reckon you could, if you had, sorry, if you had Donovan Mitchell, you could send Donovan Mitchell and get Paul George and somebody back. I reckon you could do it. I think that's possible. His shooting is going to improve. He's going to return from this elbow problem. And he's going to get back into that at least very worst top 15 sort of range. Very worst, I would think. But that will do it for me today. If you want to hear more about Paul George... You can go listen to Locked On Clippers. Hear what they've got to say about his injury and his you know, recent reduction in form. Also, check out Locked On Bulls for their take on the postponements of the games for Chicago. But also, follow me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, give me a thumb up. Leave a comment down below. Tell me how much you hated these buy lows and sell highs. Which ones did you disagree with? Which ones did you agree with? Have you managed trades with any of these 10 players? Please let me know in the comments below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.